Today, we want to continue the warnings of our Lord Jesus Christ. The warnings that he gave to believers that in the end time, situations may come and that can challenge our faith in him. And therefore, I want to take my time today to be able to go through uh, the next warnings, the third warning number three that he has given to us. We have done two of them. We have done anxiety by the grace of God. We have done double-mindedness. <clears throat> my apologies. <clears throat> the world that we are in now, the things that's going on around us can really create a situation for anxiety to find expression in our hearts. And we'll begin to doubt the capability and the abilities of our God. And therefore, Jesus Christ warned the church and said that we have to be careful. We have to watch what's going on around us. For anxiety and worry can really steal the joy of the Lord from our hearts in the name of Jesus Christ. And therefore, we've got to open up and be very careful. And the next thing is that because of the nature of challenges that will be coming into our lives, we've got to be sure that we don't allow our minds to be wavered to think otherwise about the faith and our trust and the conditions of, of confidence that we have uh, built up over the years in him. Hallelujah. Jeremiah will ask and say that, Lord, you have become altogether a liar to me because whatever you said to me, you didn't do it. Hallelujah. And therefore, God is a liar in Jeremiah 20. People of God, sometimes issues may happen and that can actually trigger a sense of doubt, a sense of questionings in your mind. But God is saying that we have to be observant. We have to be careful. We have to watch out for all those things and make sure that we do not allow anything to encroach our trust and confidence in our God. Hallelujah. Amen. Also warning us, warning number three, to be careful about riches. To be careful about riches. Hallelujah. To be careful Amen. about riches. Because the world that we are living in now, if you have enough cash, that is where. If you do have enough cash, you can control a lot of things. If there is money in your account, you have saved. Yeah, hallelujah. Wait for Big Joe to come. Montreal, Big Joe. That is the moment they wait for Big Joe because... Hey, money speaks and money talks. And for that matter, even if Big Joe is messing about because of money, because of money, thank you, Mrs. Ejari, because of money, Big Joe now has become the celebrity of the town. Though Big Joe is messing about, molesting other people's children, uh, hurting some women out there, causing trouble here and there, inciting all kinds of hatred against others, but because of riches, Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that we've got to be careful. Hallelujah. But in the same vein, we have to also find a, a, a proper understanding about what riches is all meant uh, and why God wants us to have riches and what we need to do to be able to work with a sense of caution when we are putting our confidence and our trust in those riches. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I want to hear your response. Amen. 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 From you. Amen. Well done. Amen. 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 So, Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, 
Matthew, Matthew chapter 6. It has been one of the very interesting chapters that I love most because it is a chapter that speaks a lot about what Jesus Christ wanted the church to know from fastings to prayer, from attitudes and all behaviors, from ways of loving God and all kinds of stuff. And then now he came from 19, he came there and began to give the warnings. He gave 10 of them. And that is what we have been dealing with all this while. Hallelujah. So the warnings that he brought this time, the warning number three is about trust in riches. Trust in riches. So our topic today is wealth and riches, the challenges and the bliss. Wealth and riches, the challenges and the bliss. Yes. Open to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. There's a lot of scriptures to read about this. I did a quite a few research, and um, there is almost about 149 scriptures that I have for you today about this topic. So please get your pens and your papers ready because there's going to be a lot of scriptures. Uh, I, because the Bible speaks for itself, for himself. I want to give make it personal. Uh, Bible speaks for himself. So if we try to use our own intellect and ideology to think to explain the Bible, we might sway from what God wants us to hear. And one of the things the Bible says from verse 19 says that lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust doeth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doeth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. People of God, we pray, Father, that let your glory rest upon this word and today speak to us, O God, that our hearts may be filled with knowledge and understanding of your heart, what you need us to know, so that we can walk with wisdom in this world. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Jesus is warning Amen. the church that have come to the place of understanding, wanting to know how they can be able to do the will of the Father. And doing the will of the Father is very vital because if you don't know what God wants, you may do what man wants and then may walk against the will and the purposes of God and God's anger may be kindled against you. And so he said that, listen, Wealth and riches can be given. Hallelujah. <clears throat> wealth and riches can be given. Deuteronomy, he spoke about it. He says that wealth and riches are given, are, are given to us from above. It is God who gives us what it takes to be able to make wealth, which means that money is important to God, that the saints do not work with poverty. Hallelujah. God, Philippians will put it this way. Philippians 419, 4.19, it says that, uh, uh, the Lord, he will supply all our riches in glory in Christ Jesus. God is able to supply anything that we need, whatever it is that we want in this life. God is able to do what? To supply. Hallelujah. 
And therefore, let us not feel as though that when you are financially sound, it is a sin. No. Financial blessings is also a blessing from the Lord to make the kingdom projected well or to allow the kingdom to be well projected. If a man is able to use his resources, like one of my sisters, I was just speaking to her no long ago. We are trying to buy a server for the, for the church in America. And, and they have finished the, 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 the systems that are in place for, for our online internet, for our internet, like our website. It's been done, it's ready. But one thing that we need is a server to be able to manage that. And, and, and we need it, the, the, the man who did it for us is saying that we need quite, quite some few substantial amount of money. And where are we going to get it from? So now he decided to ask for funds from some of the members in America. And now some of them, by the grace of God today, released some funds for them to buy the server. People of God, it makes life easier. Now we are not going to rely on somebody paying them every monthly dues and monthly fees and all that, or waiting for somebody to be able to come and allow us to do what we want to do to the glory of God. But we shall have our own servers. Hallelujah. We shall have our own server to be able to host our own internet systems so that anybody who wants to be blessed can just go online, receive the message and all that. Which means that money is facilitating the progress of the kingdom's activity. So cash in itself is not a bad thing. Hallelujah. It's not bad to be wealthy. It is not bad to have financial blessings. But one thing that the trouble can create trouble with is this. That whenever a man gets to a place where their focus and their trust and their confidence rests in the ability of their wealth or the value of their pocket or what how much their account can speak up or their bank account can declare. And if they feel that they have what it takes to be able to command, to make life uh, kind of a challenge for others, sometimes the moon switches away from the God who gave that grace to make that well. And for that matter, we may begin to switch allegiance from the Lord God Almighty and our focus rests upon an environment of materiality. That is why it is important that we begin to check ourselves every day, every day, every child of God. Watch what you say, watch how your mind rests upon the word of God. Hallelujah. These are some of the challenges. Today the message is simple and quiet, but we will we, we'll go into it. The Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3, it says, If ye thus be risen with Christ, Seek the things which are above, where Christ sits on, on the right hand of God, and set your affections on the things above, not on things on earth yet. For we are dead, and therefore our life is hid in Christ. The focus of financial freedom or financial blessings, million, millions of dollars and pounds and rubles and whatever currency you can talk about, filling your account up, the Bible says that let not our heart rest in that capacity of trust to think that whatever amount of money that I have received, that is where my focus can be in or can stay in. 
No, but he is telling us that when we get to this place and our focus is in how much we have, which means that carnality has set in place and now we have been swayed away from the true place where Christ has called us to be. That is to be hidden in him. And therefore he says that we should set our affections on things above. Not on things on earth yet. In Matthew, he says that there are thieves who can break in and go and steal. There are mobs who can, who can attack your wealth and your resources. Hallelujah. I will tell you a very um, sad story. Uh, I, I hope by the grace of God that nobody has such kind of situation in their homes. And this story, I, I, I only listened to it yesterday. And it's a true story from, from the person who did it. He was confessing. A young man of 25 years, he's 20, only 25, 25-year-old man now was struggling, the only son of the parent. And the sisters were nine. So they are 10 children to one parent, one mother, one father. And he was the only son of the parent. The mom tried and tried and tried. And no child, no male child was coming. And I think the ninth time, he was the ninth child. And therefore, he was so, I mean, they pampered him. And you know, the Africans, when we, when we have male children, we, 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 we tend to be so happy and tend to make them feel, I mean, all kinds of stuff. And, and so you can imagine, nine females and only one man. I am, I'm one of those. Hallelujah. But I hope my, I'm not, I'm not, I've not been overpumped. Hallelujah. I'm the only male in my, my, my mother's uh, children, and I've got four <laughs> sisters behind me. Wow. Yeah, I've got four sisters. That's why I love, I love women, and I, I always want the, the best for them, because I know how it feels like to be, to be treated uh, uh, in a kind of way. And this young man, the story goes that uh, he, he put himself into the the habit of connecting with some strange people because anything he needed, daddy was able to provide and mommy was giving him more than necessary. And I got to a point when he was 25, now he wants to also override everybody in the family because now he is the only male child and the respect the family is now giving to him. Even the elder sisters and all the rest of the sisters, nobody was receiving that kind of respect. And for that matter, the brother felt that he was on top of everything. A Nigerian brother. And here, now he got himself connected to some strange guys. And these people were into the occult. And the, the, the story goes that this brother decided to also listen to the advice of these guys because they were financially sound. They looked having money. They were riding in good cars. And, and this young man had not been denied of any good thing that he desired from parents because he's the only good, only male child in the, in the house. And for that matter, he now connected with himself to these people because he wants to arrive above what mom and dad could provide for him, for him. And when he got himself into this, now they initiated him into the occult um, system. And there was a need for blood. And they promised him with wealth. And guess what? It was true. The wealth was coming. And now the first thing that they demanded was blood. So they encouraged him to bring blood. 
how is he going to get the blood of men, of people? Then they said he should bring blood of a child below five years. Then they showed him how to go about it and to be able to bring the blood. And one of the elders, uh, the elder sisters who had about five children, he went and bought some stuff, took it to the, uh, the leader of the occult, and then they released some enchant enchantment and incantations upon these things and took it to the shrine. And then from there, he brought it home and gave it to the children, his own niece and nephews. And they needed a male child first. So he gave it to a five-year-old child. That was his own nephew. Gave it to the gift to him. And the parents thought, oh, it's a gift from an uncle. And, and everybody was happy about it. This is a true story. This guy gave the gift to the boy. And a couple of days later, the boy died. Nobody understood why. And they did everything to understand what's going on. The doctors couldn't save the boy's life. In effect, all the sisters in the house, every one of them that was that had given birth or had a child, this guy killed 11 children in the house. 11 children from his own home just because of wealth, because of money. He wants to be rich. He wants to be stronger. He wants to control wealth. And he started small. They gave him some small money to start with. The occult people as a market sales. And he began to work. And all of a sudden, this guy's money was coming. Now, customers were all over the place. People queued to buy his stuff. Strangely, now he has become rich. Everybody saw him in the market, how he started. So there was no sense of being able to trace any bit of doubt or question about his wealth because they saw him in the market and sales was going on. Now he had offices. He had branches. Now he built empires in almost about five states of Nigeria. And he was a millionaire. I mean, the money was everywhere because the blood was coming. To a point, now, when he turned about 28 to 29, now they demanded even more sacrifices and a better one. And his mother, they requested that he should bring his mother or somebody that was closer and he loved most. And they will promote him and set him up. He has already killed 11 people, 11 children in the house. And now the families now were attributing the situation who the mother, the grandmother of the of these kids that are passed away, an innocent grandmother, everybody thought that she is a witch, and therefore they were all shining her. So what this brother would do now will build a house, a house for the mother, buy her car, he did everything for the mother, and the mother was living good, providing money for all the sisters that he killed the children providing money to them, consoling them, and making sure that everybody was satisfied in the family, in the friends, everybody around them satisfied. His own good friend. He said his closest friend. He killed the friend because that was one of the demands so that his wealth will continue to increase. People of God, there is wickedness in this world that we are living in. Now people does not feel 
any kind of ounce or anything in them to move away from this strange stuff that brings money to them. Whatever it is that will make money, they will go for it. And this guy killed his own uh, friend, used the, the, the soul of the friend for money and money rituals. And now they demanded the, the blood of the mother. And if not, they will kill him. He sacrificed the mother for his own life. And then mom was in the market. Somebody reversed a car slowly. And then the car knocked the mother uh, by her car. And that caused the death of the mother. And everybody thought that the man had killed the, the mother. But it wasn't so. Somebody, the son himself, has sold the mother for wealth, for riches. And now the man is passed away. I want to show you something. When men sets on their, their hearts to financial wealth, and they forget about their God, and they forget about their family, they forget about the environment that they live in, they can do strange stuff. Wickedness can set in the heart of a man, and they can ignore the life that gave birth to them. Because of money, this young man killed his own man. And I was listening to the story, and I said, Lord, have mercy. Can you imagine that a mother who had been praying and believing God and oh, doing all kinds of things to be able to get a male child, the male child that he gave, she gave birth to has become the one that took her life away. So the guy warned and said that if we want to be sons and daughters of the king, as a child of God, you must be serious with your Christian life. Do not trivialize and chip in yourself and make yourself easy targets for the enemy. Because if you become a lukewarm Christian and you're not fervent enough and your focus and your attention is on money, they will steal your soul like somebody, a hawk stealing a chicken without covering. And that was how easy he could take the mother away. And from that point, now he was everywhere. At a point in the journey of his quest for money, now they demanded more blood and he couldn't provide. And they said, it is his time for them to take rid of him. Somebody told me this, that every time that we give ourselves to Satan, he will massage you like a lemon until the juice in you falls out of the shell into the content and then slit you up or open you up and squeeze you out until you are useless and throw you away. That is what the enemy does when our heart is set on riches. And so the Bible says that in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 28, it says that he who trusts in his riches will fall. But the righteous will flourish like the green leaf. The righteous will flourish like the green leaf. So we've got to be careful about how we focus on the things of this world. Financial blessings is good, but the heart is the question that we've got to be careful that we will answer one day. They demanded his life. And this brother began to run for further powers that can protect him. And they requested for more money. 
and for more blood. For money was not a problem. He's able to take out millions of dollars quickly. Quickly. To be able to buy more souls, to buy more people. He, he buys you food. According to him, he has bought your soul. So your soul belongs to him. If he loans you money, if he gives you money, he loans you money, it automatically, every money that you make automatically comes to him. If, if he calls, I mean, the things that he said, I began to shake. I said, Lord, mercy. Because the world that we are living in, we don't know who is who anymore. And I have seen and I've heard some strange people, how they have made their wealth and their riches and the focus. If you look at how they are doing things, you will now begin to question a lot of things in your mind. People of God, let us be very, very vigilant and be observant. If we don't be careful with money, with wealth, with financial blessings, if we are not careful with it, it will kill the joy of the Lord out of us and our focus will switch away from God and the anger of God shall be kindled against us. Let me tell you what scripture, <clears throat> what riches does. In Mark chapter 4, verse 19, it said, By the worries of the world and the deceitful of this deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things enter into to choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful, which means that every word of God in you, financial blessings and the desire to chase after money can become a choke that can take the word away or the potency of the word of God away from you and therefore it can become unfruitful inside of you. Therefore, we have to be careful with how we treat money. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 says that, instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited nor to face their hope and the uncertainty of riches, but on God, He will richly supply us with all things to enjoy. God is giving us a sense of warning to be careful about what we do with riches. People of God, the world is a strange place now. We've got to be careful. Hallelujah. In Psalm 62, verse 10, the Bible says that do not trust. In oppression and in oh yeah, I will take it again. Said, so do not trust in oppression and do not vainly hope in robbery. If riches increases, do not set your heart upon them. Don't set your heart upon riches when they increases. Remember, Proverbs chapter fifteen verse six says this. That great wealth is in the house of the righteous, but trouble is in the income of the wicked. Any wickedness that thinks that this is my source of income and they are doing it in a wicked way. The Bible says that trouble of the Lord is in the income of the wicked. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that may the Lord give us true riches. There's a scripture. So that there's true riches. True riches comes from God. The Lord is the one that provides 
1 Timothy 6, 17 spoke about it, that the Lord richly supply us with all things for us to enjoy. And therefore, let us not set our heart on things that can destroy, on things that hasn't got value. People of God, when your soul is stolen from you, you are not getting back any soul again. And that's the end of your life. This young man stole the soul of many people. The ones he confessed about are the ones that are in his household. Strangers that he didn't know. Women that he didn't know. He was sleeping with women like he had 26 girlfriends. 26 girlfriends, including married women. And every woman that this young man slept with, according to her, him, he said that the woman would never give birth except God. Except God. But because of me, because of the drive for financial freedom, because of people wanting to flaunt out to show that they have arrived, because of that, we can focus on other things. <laughs> Pray in the name of Jesus Christ that may the Lord give us grace to be able to handle money well, especially to those who have got the advantage of financial stability. Remember that anything that drops in your hand, it is for the glory of God to be made manifest through that. Let us not rest ourselves in riches. Hallelujah. The, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 28, verse 11, it says the, richest, the rich man is wise in his own eyes, but the poor who has understanding sees through him. That is a very striking statement. The rich men, they are always wise in their own eyes, but the poor man, with understanding, can see through the wise man to the other end. People of God, let us not allow wealth and riches to hold us ransom from the glory of God to be made manifest in us. Anything and any opportunity that God gives to us in terms of financial stability, remember, it is for the blessings of the kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning, uh, I started, I, I did about eight transfers from my account. Eight transfers. And, and it was going, this is going, this is going, this is going, this is going. All because I came to the place of realizing that if I don't, not that I have enough, not that I have more than enough, and therefore I am just, no. But whatever I am enjoying here, a widow somewhere must also benefit. An orphan somewhere must also benefit. Somebody who is disadvantaged must also benefit. It is the reason why God has given me the life that I'm in here today to be able to share the little that comes. And therefore, we must not allow wealth and riches to become the reason why we do not love God or make the people that are around us also comfortable. If God blesses us, we have to share Hallelujah. And so Jesus is warning that we should not let our hearts set on riches because the moment your heart sets on them, then the heart to love God, the heart to cherish God, the heart to value God begin to switch away. Hallelujah. 
Amen. And therefore, we must begin to work effectively and efficiently to allow the Spirit of God to work through us, to let riches that we possess, to speak for the kingdom, to speak for the kingdom. There was a man of God who sent $2 million to a TV host who did a program for the kingdom, the kingdom of God. And the man said that, well, they sent the check to the person, $2 million, and made a statement that do not call us back. We don't want to know. We don't want you to know who we are. But we are sending you this for you to let the kingdom of God to expand. And it was $2 million. And it began to expand. Hallelujah. By God's grace, with your support and with the little that you provide here and there, I say little because I know that more is coming. Hallelujah. The, the, the things that you have provided, it has been able to pay for six to, uh, three students to go to a Bible school and their fees is totally paid, fully paid. And this brings glory to God. This makes the heart of God glad. Then we are massing on them, buying bigger clothes, putting ourselves in bigger cars, doing things that does not really give us more kind of... But it is always important that we have to know where we are with the little that God provides for us. Amen. The Bible says in Hosea 12 verse 8, it says this, and Ephraim, Ephraim, others will say, well, the, the father that brought me up, he calls, he calls Ephraim. Ephraim said, surely I have become rich and I have found wealth for myself. In all my labors, they will find in me no iniquity which will be a sin. So inside of me, all the riches that I've found, no iniquity of sin will be found in the riches that I have obtained. And it was a statement in Hosea 12 verse 8 by Ephraim or Ephraim. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 28 verse 5 says that, by your great wisdom and by your trade, you have increased your riches and your heart is filled up because of your riches. It was one of the challenges that made the devil lose his position, according to Ezekiel 28. And he had amassed a lot of wealth. Remember how he was created. So people of God, Wealth and riches are important. It is God who provides. It is the Lord who gives. And he is saying that let us not rely in them. Let us not also chase after it with wicked intention and ideologies as this young man would do. There are many people in Africa in different facets. I've seen a video came. Somebody went and sold his thumb and his toe for money. Others go and sell their part, part of their body, kidneys or whatever, for money because they want money. It's amazing. It's an amazing world that we are in. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Psalm 52, verse 6 to 7, it says that the righteous will see and fear and will laugh at him, saying, behold, the man who would not make God his refuge and was strong in his evil desire. Their confidence was in trust in riches. But the righteous will laugh at him. Please, 
Let us not anybody allow anybody to laugh at us, for the Lord is watching carefully. Jeremiah 22, verse 13 says that woe to him who builds up his house without righteousness and his upper room without justice, who uses his neighbors of services without pay and do not give him his wages. And we have seen that in many places. I was watching uh, some documentary with this World Cup that's going on, a young man who had been taken from some part of Africa and taken to this place for work. And the company that employed them, employed them from Africa, carried them all the way to that place, housed them. And every month, whenever they finished their, their work, they told them that this is how much they were taking from their salary. But for 11 months, they would never pay them. 11 months. And the brother was working without pay. After a while, he went there to ask for his wages. And then they said, listen, if you don't take care, we'll, we'll, turn, we'll send you back or give you to the immigration that you are here illegally. People of God, there are people who are weeping because of money. They don't care. They'll do anything because of money. We have seen it everywhere. We have seen it in many, many places, especially these young, young children that are coming in this strange African world, those in schools, in colleges, selling themselves and their things for money. Hallelujah. Women selling themselves for money and all that. It, it is a heartbreaking situation. So please, let us not set ourselves with things on earth here. I've seen a woman, one lady who came, she opened up and said she's a prostitute. And what, why is she being prostituted? She wants money. And there is no meter uh, by, God has not created meter by her. I mean, the statement was very striking and my heart was broken. And this woman one day will become a Christian and somebody will go and marry her and then it becomes a problem in the house. This young man I'm talking about, now when his life was in a mess and they were about to kill him, chasing after more power and more power. Now he runs into church and the man of God saves his, his life. He has given his life to Christ. He is now an evangelist, but he has killed many people and God has forgiven him. So if your standing with God is not right, and you're not dealing with what is right in the sight of God. And you're also chasing after money. And this, this kind of people gets you. And they take your soul away from you. You are going to hell. He has now accepted Christ. He is going to heaven. I don't know how God will do it. And sometimes it baffles my mind. That oh Lord, how are you going to really do justice to this situation? But we leave that to him. But one thing I want us all to do is to be careful how we allow wealth and riches to become a source of our hope and our confidence. Remember in Matthew chapter uh, 4, when, when Jesus Christ was tempted by, by the devil and he was showing him everything, one of the major things that he was showing him was the riches of the world. That if you bow to me, if you are willing to bow to me, I will give you all these riches, all over here, all the fame and everything. 
And we have seen it here in the United Kingdom. We've seen it in America. We've seen it on the social media where people are verbally and openly willing to sell their souls. We've seen some musicians. I've seen some musicians who have sold their souls, literally sold their souls because they want their fame to go abroad and money come into their hands. And we have seen many of them. I've seen personally. I've seen some of them. I've heard them speak it up. That they go for contract not to mention the name of Jesus Christ in anything that they say and all that they should do. If they are Christian, those who are Christians, they should, they should not mention the name of Jesus Christ. But everything else they do, they should just do motivation, motivation. And all that it is that they need financially, they will help them with the church growth, with this and all that. And people are happy to go for it because of money. Because of money. Because of money. Life is no more worth anything in the sight of many people because of lack of money or too much of it. Let, let's, let's get some few things in heart. And I, I was searching on something and I think that it is very important for us to uh, look into that. The Bible says there was this rich ruler in Luke chapter 12 who uh, had enough resources and everything and then got to a point where he was thinking how to expand his empire. And the Bible says that he was able to do it. And now, after everything, he gave glory to his soul to say that be merry and enjoy yourself because you have made this wealth for yourself. And that night, the Lord, the soul giver, came on the scene, asking some questions, and he couldn't answer. In Luke chapter 12, verse 19, and from that moment, the Lord took his soul away from him and said that, now we will see how your riches and all the wealth that you possess will work out for you. People of God, when there is too much riches, it can switch our focus away from the true God, how to serve the Lord well. When there's too much riches, number two, our heart and our confidence can switch away and we can focus on the ability to make things happen because of financial advantage. And therefore, God will not be a priority in our heart. Because of true riches or because of riches that we possess, money, we may buy people away from what they have been called to do. Because of riches, we may not be true to people and tell them what is right, but we will use money to overshadow the true situation that is on the ground that must be addressed. Do not allow money to determine how your love for God is. But let money speak to God that, yes, you are here to give him everything. David is a typical example. The Bible says that 
He, after everything that he won, the battles and all that, he was willing and prepared to build a God, a beautiful house. And the Lord says, I won't let you do it. But the man of God will still persist to make sure that provision for the building is made. And so every single money and anything that needed to be used to build a house, the Bible says that he amounts them, he amounted them so much so great that he, they even stopped counting how much gold, how much bronze, how much silver. They stopped counting because David wanted the house of God to be built. When there is enough in your account, when you have enough on you, remember God. Remember God. Hallelujah. Amen. I was having a chat with a brother and he was so rude and so prideful. Why? Because he has been paid. It's a payday. And I asked him, so with your 2,000 pounds or 2,000 whatever pounds that you have, you think, that's what I have. So I'm going to buy some drugs, get some splits, uh, get some alcohol, and then go buy Ginsters. I, I hope you all know Ginsters. Uh, meat pie. A company called Ginsters. They produce meat pie. That's his favorite. He's going to buy meat pie. Or, or whatever pie that he's going to get. And, and he's going to make sure that he drinks enough. He makes sure that he smokes his joints and then takes some ecstasies. Because he's being paid. It's a payday. You see how the world is heading and where we are moving towards. A guy was interviewed in American Life TV about a jackpot about a year ago or so. And they asked him, when you, when you win these millions of, of, of dollars, about 200 and something, I think $220 million or so, when you win it, what will you do? And his response is a bunch of hookers and more cocaine. On live TV. Lord have mercy. You see, money only amplifies who we are. And therefore, if we can become True sons of God, we have to develop the attitude of gratitude and attitude of respect and reverence to God with the little that we have, so that when He lifts us up, our heart and our confidence will not be in what we possess, but in the name of our God who has called us into the kingdom of light. So, Jesus is warning us today that we've got to be careful to not allow wealth and riches to hinder us from being able to do what is right in the sight of God. Hallelujah. Where our treasure is, that place is where our heart will be. So money should not be your treasure. Your treasure should be in the salvation that the Lord has given to you. And therefore your focus will be on high, on the most high God. Hallelujah. This is the warning that Jesus Christ has sent us to sent for us to receive as a body of Christ. Whilst we are growing, we will be rich. Every one of us on this platform financially will be very, very rich. Everybody, if you are listening to me today, this is an assurance and a promise from God to us that everybody will walk 
in great financial freedom, but do not allow the finances to become an impediment for your relationship with God. Do not allow money to drive you away from God, but let it draw you closer to God. Let it build the kingdom of God. Let it build the things that will make you successful in the sight of God. Let it make others glad and happy. Let it relieve people from their trouble and their pressures and put a smile on innocent faces and the Lord shall be glorified in your life. We thank him, we bless him. I pray that this word will stay with us for life. So that when he lifts us up to that place where we have more than enough, we will continue to give him glory. We will continue to thank him. We will continue to exalt him. Job had it all. Job had it all. But he made a statement. And, and, and I'm glad. He said, he said that if I have put my confidence in gold, Job 32, uh, 31, 27, uh, and called fine gold my trust, if I have gloated because my wealth was great, and if I have looked on, on the sun when it was shone, the moon going in splendor. His statement was that he did not allow all this great wealth that he had to find any expression against the Lord who made him who he was. And therefore, he used the resources that he had as a support and as a blessing everywhere he found himself. I pray that that will be our story one day too, that one day when we have enough, we can make somebody glad. Some of the churches are doing that. They are feeding people out there. They are paying people school fees. As young as we are as a body of Christ, we are only 14 people on the platform now. But by the grace of God, we are taking care of people, their families. We are doing that. You are doing it. So everywhere you are, be proud of yourself that you have a good start by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. So keep that in the bottom of your heart, that no matter where you are, the resources you have is for the kingdom, and you use it to the glory of God. We are all stewards of everything God has provided, and none of us are possessors of any of them. Keep that in your heart. God bless you. Lord Jesus, we pray in your name and we ask for strength and grace to be able to do what is right in your sight, especially when we have enough in our hands, in our pockets, and in our accounts. We ask for grace to be able to support your kingdom, to be able to elevate some weight on others, to set them free from financial bondages, and to be able to set people up for the benefit of the kingdom. May your name be exalted, O God, and let your word continue to reside with us. We'll walk with this warning in our hearts always. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen.